Well, right now, my arrows kicked in, so that's why I'm serious. Listen, bitch. <laughs> I'm the mean queen. I want to get, tell you all my problems and get your feedback. Well, maybe, you know, call a therapist. Are you sure you want to go there? Because once you cross that line, we can't go back. I have such pretty eyes. Oh my god, you're so cute. You're so pretty. People don't also don't understand comedians are like the worst people to want to meet in real life. They're all depressed. Yeah, we're all like everyone's always miserable. like, I want to date a comedian guy. I'm like, are you joking? He'll ruin your life. That guy's probably a sociopath. No offense. So you're saying? Um, look, it says DI for daddy issues. Oh, shit. Yeah. That was molded after my ass. Really? No. <laughs> it looks like it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay, so you're depressed because you were doing tax? No, that's not why I was depressed. I think people get that really wrong. I would... You were getting bullied. Yeah. How do you let tax nerds bully you, though? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think well, that's... Am I the first person to point that out? Do you no, let tax I mean, nerds first of all, I work for a you? really large public accounting firm. Okay. The rules are completely different. It's oh, not so like, it's like it's, business it's, taxes. It's like a real business. Yeah. And it's uh, there's like a lot of rules. You don't mess around. And I wanted to be a partner. Yeah. I definitely have. Well, right now my arrows kicked in. So that's why I'm so serious. <laughs> no, I love this. I could have talked. Well, I always talk fast. Yeah. It's actually really hard for me when I also take Adderall, because then. Because my brain in generally works really fast. And yeah. Doctors have told me that. So Adderall does make it a little harder to communicate with people. Yeah. Because I'm, it works really fast. And then sometimes I also talk really fast. And Adderall, I want to talk even faster. So I have mm -hmm. to slow down. Like right now as I'm speaking is me slowing it down. Oh, that's good. I like But this. it's crazy. Like my dad calls me and be like, Violeta. And he'll be like, so... Oh, I that, was thinking, I was like, Dad, that, get that to the point, I'm going to die by yeah. the time you oh. finish the story. And he's like, the sky is, I'm like, blue? Blue. And oh. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that's brutal. My but dad But then I think too. about the fact that, you know, one day your parents are going to die. So I'm going to miss those moments. Be, yeah. So then I feel bad. <laughs> Yeah. So then I, I get back to being nice. I'm like, Dad, tell me the slowest story you have. I appreciate it. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I always try and finish my dad's sentences. And then he's like, no. I'm like, well, then just say it yeah. faster. Right. Yeah. Well, one day he's going to die. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for the reminder. I'll text him. No, say here's it. a really good story that I've seen before. Okay. On, um, on a, either a TED Talk or a podcast. The story goes, this guy was talking about. Mm -hmm. It was more like during the pandemic. But he was talking whoever he was interviewing and maybe someone's interviewing him and you were just like okay so how, how often do you do you see your parents and the guy goes um i know exactly what story this is and exactly what interview this it's is such, exactly but wait finish it for them though. right yeah. and the guy goes i see my dad once a year and he goes yeah. okay great then he goes how old is your dad and he like maybe he said 65 he goes okay let's say your dad has 10 more years left yeah. until he's 75 so that's 10 years once a year, you you have, so if you really put in calculation, you have 10 more times to see your dad before he passes oh, away. Yeah. So when you when you put in that type of way, you realize like, okay, shit, I have a, I'm, I'm counting down until it'll be the last time I'm gonna see this person. Cause that's one thing we don't realize. Like every person you'll ever meet oh, in your life, now. you have a last time you're gonna see them. You just yeah, don't know whether you. it's your family, whether it's a partner, yeah. a friend, whatever, everyone has an expiration date, a yeah. last time. You just don't know when, including your family. But our families is usually the ones we take the most for granted because they're just always around, mm -hmm. at least for people who have good relations for them. Um, so then once you realize, like, shit, I only have 10 more times I'm going to see my dad before he's gone, it kind of makes you want to appreciate that oh, person Oh, wow, more. that's sad. Right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Even thinking about it now, it's only makes I see my dad way my more than once a year, though. Pardon? I see my dad more than once a year, though. Okay, so let's say you have 20 more times. It's still yeah. <laughs> sad. Yeah, no, it's sad. Where I don't do your think... parents live? Pardon? In New York? Um, no, no. I don't uh -oh. know what people think of from New York. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm stereotyping you. <laughs> yeah. Where are you from? Russia. Oh, you're actually from Russia? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. And did your parents live in Russia? No, we grew up in Israel. They, back then during communism, they kicked us out for being Jews. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's fine. So then we moved to Israel. Um, when I was one, we moved to Israel. It's when communism was finally over and they opened the borders. Yeah. So we were allowed to leave and not come back. That's kind of the thing. Like back then, if you left Russia, you're not allowed to come back. Holy shit. And you have to pay, like, especially if you're a Jew, you have to pay a fee to take for them to take away your um, citizenship. 
Maybe somebody should call them, be like, you know, that's anti-Semitic. Do they know they're being anti-Semitic? I think uh, Russians really don't care. I think we should cancel how they them. Act. Well, no, <laughs> I don't think we should. I think people I overreact. Like, people have so much anger nowadays. Like, yeah. when everything was happening between Russia and Ukraine, they were literally in, in America beating up Ru kids who are Russian descent and, like, kicking them off of buses. And yeah, it's they were like, doing that, like, two days ago. These kids never even been to Russia. What? Like, yeah. it's like, okay, we get it. Your dad probably beats you at home and you yeah. need to take your anger out someone. Um, go boxing. Yeah. Don't take it out on the random Russian kid. People are like overdoing nowadays. They just, that's what's so alarming and scary sometimes. Everyone's so angry now, and I get it. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like during 9 11, after 9 11, people were beating up uh, Middle any, Eastern people. Like Sikh people. Yeah, they're yeah. like, I'm literally from India. It's like not even, yeah. it's like 10 I'm countries Sikh, over. But yeah. they see that. They don't care. They yeah. don't. And they pretend, it's like, uh, I forgot the word for it, but they're not actually passionate about no, what's no. happening in the world. Yeah, they just like need a, to be angry. It's like a form of like a virtue signal you know what yeah. i mean i have this theory that both sides on the political spectrum virtue signal and there's uh karens on both sides there's liberal karens and conservative karens mm -hmm. and i think the liberal karens are worse than uh conservative karens because um conservative karens can only be evil like half the day and then they have to raise their family half the day and then the liberal karens murder their babies so they have nothing but time to be evil. Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and not <laughs> get into that. I just don't. You know how I, it, this is like, I literally saw this on TikTok. Somebody was just like, did you see what is happening on the news? And the other person goes, no, I just feel so happy today. And they're like, but don't you want to know what's happening? And he's like, no, that's why I'm so happy today. I saw that. So he's like, well, are you gonna watch the news tomorrow? And they're like, not if I want to be happy. And yeah. that's kind of just how I vibe. It's so true. Like, plus the only way a lot of people who do what we do to be able well at least my whole spiel is about you know finding your purpose and understanding your self-worth loving yourself relationship and things like that so i'm not going to dive into politics other things where i know there's people on both sides i think a lot of people kind of right you don't want to put off like half the people for what a long time ago when i started this my agents told me unless you're insanely passionate about something shut the fuck up yeah and i really agree with it my thing is always what's funny like funny is above everything, right? Yeah. And so like I'll make fun of everybody on every side because it's always what's funniest. Like if you if you're only like on one side of something like politically, you're just kind of like you're cutting yourself off to like half the funny oh, shit yeah. in the world too. And the worst is like what kills me now is when I see like I have a, a friend who's a, a therapist, a licensed therapist. Yeah. Does it for a living, gives advice, and then he'll also post his opinion. Yeah. Because we're allowed to do that. People forget that. And now, even even on my podcast, if I have, if I interview someone and their opinion differs, they'll yeah. be like, it's without them actually saying it. People will be like, hey, I just need to tell you the guests that you had on, um, their advice is actually very harmful, and you should make sure not to. Have, and I'm like, who is a oh, harming? Like you're literally saying that people no longer have their own, um, not opinions. Uh, like, the people are too stupid to figure things out for right, themselves. Right. Yeah, That's literally yeah, yeah. what you're trying to say. Like, nothing what? is harmful. Like, stop using words of saying, like, well, this is yeah. harmful. No, it's not. It just, yeah. it's, it, it's like, hey, this doesn't align with my personal experience. Yeah. So I'm going to need you to go ahead and delete your account and go kill it. People will literally be like, hey, this, these words are harmful, so why don't you go and kill your whole family and kill yourself, you fucking disgusting skank, <laughs> bitch, slut. And then you go on their profile and it's like, vegan. Yeah. Uh, vegan, God first, or whatever. And you're oh, like, yeah, cool. it's fucking crazy. Also, like, don't, uh, what's the word? What's the word you're looking for? It's like pageantries. When you just assume everyone's like a fucking moron, it's like, don't assume people are more, like, just let people think for themselves. Like, just let opinions be out there and let it's, people think for themselves. Again, even though there is a lot it's of It's not dumb people, people thinking. It's, it's not people actually caring yeah. about, people always call me even on my Instagram, sometimes if they don't agree, even though I don't really get that much hate, sometimes depending on which guests I have. When it's my own advice, normally it's, yeah. the only people I ever mean to me, it's usually men, which is so odd, but maybe because my audience is mostly female. Yeah. But when people get upset about something, I genuinely don't think it's because they really care about, well, what about the kids and you, you're a bad influence for younger, people blah blah when you're like you know younger people don't follow me so i don't know what you're talking about right. it's more about i want to matter 
Yeah. And now we live in a society where social media is the it thing. Like literally you interview kids and what do you want to do when you grow up instead of being doctor, astronaut, they're like, I want to be a YouTuber, I want to be Logan Paul. Yeah. So that it's like this thing of like, I matter, I want to matter. So my opinion should matter. So now when they go and comment on a celebrity's Instagram, it's kind of like, hey, pay attention to me. I'm important. Yeah. And that's where it's really coming from. So it's not really about oh, I care so much about your opinions harmful for other people. It's kind of like, I matter, listen to me. Mm -hmm. Versus being like, oh, this is a random person's platform. Why do I care so much to let them know that I don't agree with them? And often they just want to get a response too. They just want to know that you're seeing it and reading it. And yeah, they as want soon to as you respond, seen. they'll feel good. It I, comes from an inner place. A lot uh, of people just don't feel seen now. Yeah. And if people realize, if instead of attacking everyone, it's like they're all experiencing the same issue where yeah. a lot a lot of people now feel depressed they feel sad mm -hmm. they don't feel seen and they ha also we live in a first world country many of yeah. us america people don't come from third world countries second world countries so they don't realize how privileged we actually are oh absolutely to sit around and think about how sad we are yeah back then cave people they didn't have time to think am i depressed today i think in society because of the internet and because of the way everything's structured people there's never been more of a desire from every individual to be famous seen and heard not only desire but an expectation and there's never been less opportunity to actually like every human being wants to be the hero of their story every human being human beings have an innate power struggle so like because when back in the day like in caveman days they used to have to hunt they used to have there used to be opportunities for you to for a, a man to rise up and become valuable and, yeah. and pro, now there's no power struggles to overcome there's nothing that anybody has to overcome like if you're somewhat intelligent and you're willing to just punch a clock every day you almost have to do nothing for all your basic needs to be met in a first world country it requires no struggle so because there is no opportunity for you to validate your existence you have there's such a gap well, there's that. a chart. There's basically, I have to look into it because uh, it's actually really fascinating and I didn't want to look into the research. There's a chart that kind of tells you based on the emotional struggles and like basically if all your basic needs are fulfilled yeah. in the chart is where it kind of crosses over for people to start worrying about other things. Like, yeah. am I sad today? Am I depressed? There was like literal actual research because I read a lot about these things. Yeah. That's how I talk about it on my podcast. Um, there's, even though my degrees are in accounting and business law, I'm mm -hmm. very interested in psychology and I want to get a PhD in it when I'm older. But anyway, there's research that showed they went to poor neighborhoods and they wanted to see how many people were depressed and they went to rich neighborhoods and people yeah. depressed. And the research showed up and showed that there were much higher percentage of depressed people in rich neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. So then the question came and they said, are rich people more depressed? Like, are they struggling more? No. Because poor people, every day they woke up and they're like, my life sucks, but I have to figure out how to support my family. I don't have time to think about this. Yeah. I need to go make a living so I can put some food on the table for my kids. While rich neighborhoods, these people have more time to sit around to think about their feelings, to be like, am I depressed? Should I go to therapy? Wait, I'm not on a constant high of happiness. Oh, I must, something must be wrong. No, you're experiencing emotions. Yep. No one can be happy all the time and no one can be also sad all the time. No matter how much people think, I will never get over this. This is the worst feeling I'll ever... No, it, it will get better. Mm -hmm. That's... All emotions are this way. Now people think if I'm not on a constant high, I feel a little bored with my life, then something's wrong. That's why a lot of comedians or celebrities in general also commit suicide. Yeah. And then other people look and they're like, I don't get it. You have, quote unquote, everything. Yeah. How, why were you so sad? It's because they had so, they have so much, they're depressed now because they don't know how to... Yeah. Absolutely. Like, well, also, a lot of people who, who get success uh, very quick and easy often are the most depressed, too. Yeah, I can see that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. You posted a video recently that I really liked when you were talking about something about love and twin flames and all oh, that really? kind that of one? stuff. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was well thought out. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that episode did really well. I was really surprised. I always think when you... It's great. I, I, can you I, explain to them sort of like the the... So I had a recent episode when I was going through my own thoughts and going through a little bit of a heartbreak, a friendship breakup, and parting ways with my partner. And um, I wrote, 
I because I write my episodes, especially if they're solo. Um, so I wrote an episode called Four Four Ways to Self Love, and I kind of decided how what are the ways because it was every month on my podcast, mm-hmm. almost adulting. I have a new topic that I talk about and. The month of uh, July, the topic was love and relationships and dating. And the episode was actually supposed to be about the beginning stages of dating and what happens. Ah. But because I was going through heartbreak at the time, I decided to completely redo my episode. So for two weeks, I was writing about it, just trying to understand the emotions I was going through. And that, that that's why the episode ended up being like, maybe it's not about finding your person. And it's not about all that. Like, maybe you have to find yourself. So that's how the episode completely changed, and it was four ways to self-love. It was kind of like, what if you're the love of your life? Like, what if? Because a lot of times people also act like, not act, but people say, well, your best friends are your soulmates because they said right. about Sex and the City. But I don't even think that's the case because you're still depending on people for your self-fulfillment and for your happiness, and that's normally why we end up being so disappointed. The only person in your life for the rest of your life who will not let you down hopefully and will always love you even at your lowest mm-hmm. it has to be you because if you don't love yourself who else will it has to yeah. start with you i'm not saying every day you wake up and you just have to be like i fucking love myself so much right you know that's unrealistic and that's another thing there's that a lot I, of self-help books that'll say that you gotta go in the mirror and say i love you and all that shit. no it <laughs> does it does help but there's but people get mixed up between confidence and self-love yeah. and loving your looks and your body. People yeah. think if you're confident because you like what you see. A lot of times I wake up, I don't like what I see. I get really, I don't really like photos of myself. I still get self-conscious in yeah. videos of myself. Like right now, I hate video, uh, the video, this video of me. Like I don't have to nah, see you're it. you're gonna look great. Thank you so much. I'm not saying this so you give me a compliment. I'm just being honest. But the point is, it doesn't mean I don't love myself. You have right. to just... Yeah, one time I woke up and I in yeah. the middle of the night and I went to go to the bathroom and I turned on the light and I looked in the mirror. I'm like, ah, oh, this guy again? Yeah. I'm like, oh, holy. I'm like, I'm 99.999% of the time. I'm fucking like, hell yeah, dude, this guy's yeah. sick. But one time I'm like, whoa, I'm really this guy every day. Yeah. That's kind of a wild thing to think about. I know it sounds dumb, yeah, but I that's think the wild probably, thing to think about. Yeah, I think people, I'm sure people are, People experience that more times than that. Yeah, <laughs> especially people that suck too. I lot of times people that suck don't even know they suck. Are, are you? No, so they know. Yeah, they Usually know. Usually, if someone's really mean or shitty, you're like, oh, your life must be really hard. That actually happened to me. I recently, okay, out of show, my first oh, show ever. Oh, yeah. So I want to talk about this too. Yeah. At the Hollywood Improv. It's, first of all. Like, I told you this online. Like, that is so fucking crazy. You just went on stage with a mic by yourself with no real game plan for an hour and a half. That's fucking crazy. I've been doing stand-up like 10 years, and I have would never dream of doing something really? like that. That's fucking wild. That means you clearly can talk, because... I'm a talker, yeah. No, but towards that, I was just like, oh my God, how much longer? And finally, they're, like, trying to flash the light to me, because I didn't... No one told me the game plan that they flashed the light. Right. So they finally flashed the light, and I was you just You did the like, main room? Yeah. And did you sell it out? Um, I think I had like, well, it was, I was only selling my tickets for like a week. I think yeah. it was very intimate for my pockets with only 150 people. That's amazing. It didn't feel like 150, but I think to sell out it's like 170. Yeah, that's, that's insane. It is cool that my agent got that for me. Yeah. I don't think I, I had an understanding of um, like the Hollywood Improv being a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. But Sold I think out. it was main good. Room. Like, and you did the main room. I thought you were going to be doing the lab. You did the main room. That's a big deal. I don't even deal. know where the other room is. The room is a little shitty side room that sucks. I've never it's like seen seats it. like 50 people. Oh, yeah. I wish I did that. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, anyway, so when I finally finished, I had to do a. Um, meet and greet afterwards for an hour and a half or two hours something like that outside and this one girl waited outside for for an hour first of all i went 30 minutes over it's really late now then she waits another hour just to meet me in the line she finally gets to meet me and you know i'm going through all the nerves like i'm so dead inside but i think that's a normal thing when um when you finish a show apparently you're just so like drained. Yeah, it's like an adrenaline dump a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, and then you know, every person comes up, um, over and you have to be, wait, can I sit on the other side? Yeah. So, cause I. That's gonna be a recurring right theme left. for every female guest I have. No, it's cause I'm deaf in my left ear. Oh really? So then I always just have to really go like this to hear you. Okay, anyway. 
Yeah, I think it's a dyslexic thing. A lot of dyslexic people have hearing impairment. You do? Yeah. It's a lot of dyslexic people have a hearing? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, now I think everyone has something. I mean, I don't even like to say anything I have because then it's like, yeah, I feel bad for saying this, but I hate when people self-diagnose themselves because but now there's a trend on TikTok where yeah. everyone's autistic. Oh, yeah, everyone's trying to have a disability right now on TikTok, right? That's the thing people do and have it's fake like, disabilities. And these girls are like, do you have an issue making eye contact when you talk to people? Yeah. <laughs> you might be autistic. No, you have social anxiety like every normal yeah. human being. Also, I think I think when it comes to like social anxiety and like awkward and all this stuff, there was this you know, we're millennials, right? So there there it was almost glorified to be socially awkward coming up because of the office and it's just like, hey, now that we're adults, we have to just learn how to be social and not put it on everyone else. You know what I mean? Do do people put it on other people? Oh, of course, people love to just be like awkward and put it on other people. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't experience. I don't. Or people just like they they celebrate their awkwardness. I'm like me. I, I celebrate no, awkwardness. What are you talking about? You're you're. Well, totally I don't have social cues, so I feel like that's really helped me. Um, you're a hot chick though, so hot chicks can get away with that shit though. Yeah, but I wasn't always hot, or like I didn't know that I was growing up. So that's why I have such a great personality. <laughs> it's ugly duckling syndrome. That's good. That's a good. That's like such a blessing, isn't it? Honestly, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I genuinely don't have social anxiety. In accounting, I used to have a problem with uh, knowing when the conversation was over. Mm -hmm. So I would just st stick around. So every two, three months, they give you a review and yep. they review your work and your personality. That's like how serious public accounting firms oh, are. Wow. And it will be like my personality be reviewed. A, I had too much energy that I should get a medication. Hence why I started to take Adderall. So that's why HR got involved. Like you're not allowed to tell someone to get a medication. It's, <laughs> it's illegal. And also it would be like Violet does, Violetta, A, Violetta's too sarcastic and no one can understand when she's joking or not. And then B, um, Violetta needs, doesn't know when to leave the conversation. She needs to work on that. So then, because like the conversation will be over and I'll just, because, oh, because I was too sarcastic and I was always leaving without telling people I'm walking out of the conversation because uh, I have no cues. Yeah. So I'll be done with the conversation and I just leave. So then they told me to, to not do that. So then now it was just me like I finish like taking the notes from one of the partners and I'll be like <laughs> and then it's all of us just going like Violetta you can go oh okay thank you and then oh, it was uh, like Violetta doesn't know when to leave the room I was like which one is it what do you want you're from like me a real, you're like a real office character I love it though but when I was younger to help me with my social anxiety in high school yeah I trained myself but I started going to parties by myself Oh, yeah, that's a good and idea. that was a way to kind of train me. And I think once you realize... Or you drink a bunch. I don't drink. Nice, me neither. Yeah, but like by choice. Yeah, I don't drink by choice Oh, okay, cool. I just, I just assume you used to be... Well, I'm an alcoholic, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I quit because I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. But it's still my choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could drink if I wanted to. Right, but you don't know when to stop. No. Right. Yeah. I could sometimes drink normal, and then sometimes it's like noon the next day, and I'm doing cocaine. Oh, I've never done cocaine. Good. You know, <laughs> I don't want to see you on cocaine. You'd be real chatty on cocaine. But I take Adderall like yeah. a real grown-up. Yeah. Okay, so basically, this girl waits a forking hour to meet me. I'm trying to be as polite as possible. I'm tired, but you know, and plus, I didn't even know what my show was going to be about. Like, yeah. I, it's my first show, nerves, all that. I mean, no one tells you. When you do a show on stage, you, I was shaking at first. And I'm a pretty good public speaker, but like... I gave you advice. Yeah, it was really Did nice. Was my asked, advice helpful? Yeah, I mean, I asked a few people for advice, but nothing compares to the real thing. Yeah. So when I went on there, like, I felt the shakiness and yep. even my voice, like, it felt shaky. And uh, it was hard for me at first to even deliver jokes in the beginning. Because mm -hmm. I was just like, well, fuck. But then I realized if you're really just yourself like my awkward self like i looked at someone i was like shit i don't know where to look like you keep staring at me and now i feel bad and now i feel bad like you have to listen to everything i'm saying because you just have to because we're making eye contact so you have to keep nodding i feel so, so like i don't know where to look should i look up here and then they start laughing yeah. like oh cool i can just be myself yeah That's absolutely nice. also uh, people think it's harder to be funny on stage when you're on stage you actually have such an advantage of being funny because they are like the audience knows and like appreciates that it's like a crazy situation. Like they give you way, you get way more benefit of the doubt. They do? Being funny on stage than off stage. 
I feel I've, like people don't I've, understand. I've how tried hard telling it is. jokes off stage, like when I was younger, like when I first started doing comedy, people would be like, "Tell me a joke." I don't even do jokes. Oh, like, yeah, we'll do like that. it's the worst thing ever. It's like the number one. And I've gotten that thousands of times. When I was younger, I used to like try and say a joke because yeah. they just had no boundaries or something, and I'd bomb every single time. Like people would just stare at me, be like, "Oh." And you're, you want to like, do that for a, a living? Joke. You're like, your mom. And you're like, what? Yeah, exactly. It's like crazy. I'm like, jokes are for fucking morons. But people do that. Well, people also don't understand comedians are like the worst people to want to meet in real life. They're all depressed. Yeah, we're all Like everyone's always like, miserable. I want to date a comedian guy. I'm like, are you joking? He'll ruin your life. That guy's probably a sociopath. No offense. Oh, that's, uh, that's <laughs> like, He's probably like super depressed because it's like depression, depression. They get on stage and they're like, hey guys, I've been saving all my energy for the stage. And and they leave again that's, they're like that's kind of true like because off stage i'm like kind of more serious and i'm more like cerebral and, and thoughtful and so people uh, often like tell me too, they're sure. like they're like i can't believe you're like a comedian you're like so serious i'm just like well first of all that's not true because when i'm around funny people i'm funny so yeah. like if i'm serious around you that just means that like it's your energy so that's just blame actually, everyone else it's everyone else's so, like, that exactly. joke's not funny you're like well that's because you're not funny yeah so. it's because you're a dumb fucking boomer and you don't understand like subtlety and appreciate I've, people are like tell me you haven't been funny all day i'm like i've said like nine thousand funny things and they've gone all over your head oh. i'm aiming this at a specific conversation yeah, <laughs> yeah. um okay so i didn't take offense like of i course. said no social cues i don't even <laughs> realize it was towards me <laughs> Yeah, life just gets so much easier when you just don't take things personally. Okay, so the girl, she waits forever. I meet her and she comes up to me and she goes, so whoever is listening, the way I became popular on the internet is I'm known as Daddy Issues on the internet. I even have a trademark. So I started with a meme account called Daddy Issues. That's like my OG thing. Yeah. So anyway, so and Vanity Fair named me uh, Meme Queen. So it's like yeah. my title. Oh, that's why it's other in your people, bio. Right. Yeah, although other people have, t have tried to use it, it's like I'm the OG meme queen, whatever. Yeah. So this girl comes up to me and she goes, by the way, my friends my friends call me meme queen too. And I go, oh shit, then you gotta go. Haha, <laughs> I'm like, just kidding. And then she's like, there's room for all of us. And I'm just like, you yeah, know what? I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm so sorry. I'm just kidding. Because this is like how I am in real life. I was like, I'm so sorry. Hold on. I was like, I'm just joking. And she goes, like, all of us can sit at the table. And I was just like, okay, my bad. I'm like, anyway, did you enjoy the show? How was it? And she goes, it was okay. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know. I'm like, ah, oh, trust me. If anyone's going to be the hardest on themselves, it's me. I know. I didn't know what I was doing. Thank you so much for staying through. And she goes, you know, I was supposed to leave town this morning, but I stayed an extra day for your show. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh my God, no, I'm so sorry. Um, she goes, she's like, I have a lot of feedback. I bet you she's a good meme queen because she's awkward like you're awkward. She wasn't awkward. She was insane. She was a cunt. She sounds insane, yeah. But it's, I didn't take it personally. For me, it's funny. If, yeah. Luckily. This is what you should have done. If, this, no. This if I had. Up. Well, yeah, I didn't finish. Wait, so how would you know? Okay, here, how okay, you let's know? hear it. I'll tell you. So I was like. Because I don't take it personally. I already finished the worst thing that could have happened to me that night. Like, yeah. for me, it was over. And I even explained in my own podcast, no one can make me feel worse than I can make myself feel. Yeah. So I already was in my head. When I finished the show, my brain, right away, I was like, ah, shit, I went 30 minutes extra. I bombed. I should have done this, all that. Like, I'm already the meanest to myself. Yeah. So no one else could have said anything to ruin Joel, my can you stand this night. way just a little bit? So anyway, so then she just, she's like, well, have some feedback. And I go, okay, do you want to DM it to me? Like, you can just, like, DM me your feedback. She goes like this. She goes, well, I guess, I guess you look like you can take it. And I was just like, okay, do you want to just give me... And by the way, there's a long-ass line, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 from, yeah. And, um, and my agents are also sticking around, which I didn't even know. I, that was really nice. So I'm like, okay, sure, what is it? And she goes, well, I guess, like, one thing, it was, like, some of the things you were saying, like, I've heard it before. And I... And so... But maybe it's because, like, I'm, like, I'm very intuitive or something. But I was like, mm, I've heard this. And I was like, yeah, I feel, like, some of the advice. And I was like, not my jokes, my advice. And I go, no, I get that. I'm like, maybe you heard in my other episodes and my podcast. She goes, oh, no, babe, I don't listen to your podcast. Like, who has time for that? But I go, well, hopefully the people who showed up to my show, I'm like, this was my podcast show. Yeah. I was like, it's fine. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, don't worry about it, babe. I'm like, uh, do you want to take it? Do you want a picture? And she goes, yeah, I guess. <laughs> It's like, what? Wow. See, so then, she sounds like she's got something. No, but that's what I saw on my podcast. Like, yeah. it didn't offend me. 
thank God. Like, thank God I was the hardest on myself. Yeah. But, like, imagine if I was already feeling low. She would have really knocked me down. Luckily, yeah. I just did my episode on four ways to self-love. So yeah. I was able to know who the fuck I am for, not, for that not to destroy me. Thank God. But I also understand now, people like that are hurting. Like, yeah. why else would you sit through an hour and a half show that you didn't enjoy, yeah. then stand an hour to talk to me, and then that's your feedback it's like what you did this for what like even if she went home and she was just like oh i told her off blah, blah blah like if that's the best thing to happen to you that year that week whatever like i feel so bad for you because it didn't do anything for me yeah here's where you went wrong okay you were super nice to her you should have said listen bitch <laughs> i'm the mean queen it doesn't I, and you just said let's show me your account but why would i do that when she's obviously already low Th you should have stomped in, her down no that's not my brand my rules. brand is to bring people up and i know whenever i've tried to destroy people with my yeah. words or things like that i was feeling bad about myself it always comes from a deeper re area right, so if she right. feels low she wants to give me feedback because it's so much easier to tell someone else what they're doing wrong than to focus on your own life yeah. so if anything i felt sorry for her yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you would have given her more respect if you're like, I'm the meme queen. You're the meme fucking... I don't need respect from her. That's nonsense. what you're not understanding. I don't... It makes no difference to me. She doesn't... It doesn't break me. I right. Don't, why would I need... Why do I need respect? I just did a show at the Hollywood Improv. Yeah. She was a guest. She I guess paid so. money to come see me. I guess wow. so. Where's... I just think it'd be funnier if you said that. I don't need to destroy people. That are, I don't need to knock down someone that's already low. I'll knock her down for you. Yeah, you can go just ahead. Just talking shit to my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Obviously, if I see someone shit talking to one of my friends, yeah. I will go after them. But if someone shit talks to me, I just fi I find it funny. Like, it doesn't right. bother me. It's like when I've had fights before with my friends and they go, one time I had a friendship breakup and she's just like, well, everyone hates you and you have no friends. And I was just like, okay. Damn, that's and crazy. It doesn't bother me. I was like, okay, like everyone hates me. Cool. Now what? Like, what do you want me to do about it? That sounds like a them problem. Right. Like, I can't, I'm not going to change your, like, what? So it doesn't bother me. But one thing, okay, here's advice if I, if I was giving toxic advice. Okay. This is really good. I actually gave it on my improv night. I'd love to, I want to tell you all my problems and get your feedback. Mm, well, maybe, you know, call a therapist. That's one thing that people do have, to me, and I'm like, maybe I'm not your so. therapist. People are always like, I would love to tell you all my problems. I like, think you're smarter than why, a therapist. Why do I need to take on all your problems? Because you're smarter than a therapist. Yeah, that's but why. I take on other people's emotions all the time. So that's why it's hard for me. I one more, You got room for one more person. Okay, here's how you can knock someone down. When that friend, when I was going through my friendship breakup, yep. and the first thing she said to me was to try to bring me down, whatever, and she was just like, well... No one like, like, you have no friends and everyone hates you. And I was just like, okay, cool, whatever. It didn't offend me because I don't care about that. Like, yep. words don't hurt me. And that's what people don't realize. Just like we have love languages where a lot of times I'll show you love by the way I want to receive love back. Yep. People don't realize the same thing happens in fights. The way mm. I will hurt you is the way that would actually hurt me. So that's one mistake. If I was a toxic queen, that she would have just told me exactly how to hurt her. What would hurt her the most, because she's such a social, outgoing person, is if everyone hated her and she had no friends. Because yeah. she needs so many friends. For me, that's actually not how you can hurt me, because it doesn't bother me. I hang out alone all the time, so I love it. Right. And I also know that I'm a very social person. Doesn't bother, like, it doesn't affect me. It makes no difference. Well, I'm a very serious person in those things, situations with friends, and I'll be like, if they keep going, I don't react back. And then I'll say, are you sure you want to go there? Because once you cross that line, we can't go back from it. Yeah. And then she did. And then I said, okay, well, this is where we part ways. Sorry. And then we, I stopped talking to her completely. And that indifference is so much more painful than trying to hurt someone. Because I know when someone is mad at me, yeah, I'm just like, wow, they're so passionate. They like, yeah. I really hurt them. But when someone is indifferent towards me, like that would break, that would hurt me. I'd rather you love me or hate me, but like completely just not care if I exist. Oh yeah, like, that's true, yeah. But that's for me. Like yeah. I'm telling you, like what I did to her is what would kill me. Like, okay, yeah, let's say you broke up with somebody and they, <sighs> they were just like, ah, oh, whatever, I don't know, whatever. And they just like didn't even react or do anything. That would hurt you more than if they yes. said something mean. Like, like the fact that me and, me and my person, we stopped dating, we parted ways and then, I'm 
I was still experiencing different emotions. And then I actually, I accidentally did say something mean to him. Yeah. Cause he was like, why can't we just be on good terms? Yeah. And that actually pissed me off. Cause I'm just like, Does, do you not give it like in my brain? It felt like, do you not give a shit about me? Right. Like you can just completely be on good terms with me. And then I said something really rude. I mean, we made up sense, but like looking back now, if someone, if he would have said the same sentence I said to him, that would probably really hurt me. So like, it, I think it does make sense that you hurt people the way it would hurt you. How long were you with this person? Um, not that long. It's just sometimes you have those blah, 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 throw up, gag. You think you have some Yeah, that's like every, that's all my relationships. Connection, yeah. blah, blah. But it's not that. When right. I was sad over it, one thing that I realized, I wasn't hurting as much over losing this person. Because first of all, A, they always come back. Yeah. You just have to tell yourself they're going to come back, and then they do. We create our own reality. Sure. Every, every ex has just come back to me ever. Same. Yeah. So you just have to be like, once you stop worrying about it, there's, there's somewhere I've seen it where it's, um, if anyone believes in universe stuff, yeah. it's basically you're sending waves to wanting someone to think about you, or, but you keep, you keep thinking about them. So it's kind of like back then when we used to have r regular home phones. Yeah. If I keep calling you, you can't call me back because the phone's busy. Right. So that's what I'm doing with my brain. I'm keep sending them and I keep saying like, the person that doesn't love me, he doesn't, they don't care about me, blah, blah. That's what I'm telling the universe. So they don't. Right. But the minute you say, okay, this person will come back. Obviously, why wouldn't they? they fuck, they're obsessed with me, even if it's not true. That's it. Okay, now I can move on with my life. You stop thinking about it. You hung up the phone. And it's always, it's always when you stop thinking about someone, the line is now free. It's no longer busy. And that's yeah. when they're able to call you telepathically and start thinking about you. And that's when they suddenly reach out or whatever. And huh. you were exactly correct. But. Are you familiar with attachment theory? Yeah, are you talking about... I feel like this would be right up your alley. I, re I just oh God, I just read, started reading a book called Attached. Uh-huh. It's about attachment theory. Oh, uh, the different types of attachment styles? Yeah. yeah, but... Apparently it's like one of the few established things in psychology. I started reading it, but then I got kind of bored. Maybe I should finish it. I, what's your attachment style? Anxious. Anxious? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mine's avoidant. Oh yeah, for sure you're avoidant. <laughs> How can yeah, you tell? Yeah. Does it like know. to be alone a lot? Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, just everybody in general is more likely to date an avoidant because they're like 25% of the population, but they're always going through relationships, so they're in through dating. Um, like secure people are just like they just get partner up and. But I on. think, I think it changes over the years because I like I one time interviewed someone about it and then they disagree with me, but I disagree with them because I was like, wait, but I have secure attachment styles with uh, like other, like my friends, my family members yeah. now. It's only people I date. And the last guy I dated, I actually had a secure attachment style with him. He had the opposite. I was either anxious or avoidant, one of those two, whatever. And I, yes, I started going through my avoidant attachment yeah. styles when we parted ways. One thing that I realized, I was like, wait, am I really hurting because this person and I are not together? Or am I suddenly hurting because I'm experiencing abandonment issues and I'm starting to go back at every person that's ever left me and I'm taking out on this person? And I was like, oh shit, that's what's happening. But I don't, I think now we also look too much into it. Like he was really into that stuff. And I think that is how you ruin now dating or you ruin your days if you're like, I should be really happy right now and I'm not experiencing full happiness with this person. Yeah, because it's life. You're not going to be obsessed with this person every day. But then right. you get in your head and you're like, wait, they irritated me when they said this. <gasps> Does that mean, oh, maybe because my, okay, you're wasting too much time and you're not enjoying the other person. And that's how people now part ways because like, well, maybe there's someone out there that just ticks all my boxes. Right. And it's like kind of Yeah, that's like, an avoidant thing. It's not just an avoidant thing, it's a human being thing, and it's kind of like... No, but certain people bring out, like, childhood trauma and other yeah. people. Well, that's where the soulmates and soul, soul twin flame and all that comes in. It's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, that's all nonsense. No, I believe in it. Sometimes you meet people and you're just like, whoa, I feel so connected to you. You feel yeah. like home. Yeah. But the home is not the safe home. Like, if you come from trauma or you come from one of your parents that didn't really give you enough love right that's why that person feels like home. Right. it's reminding you oh, of one of your parents this is why this is why i'm bringing up yeah. the secure the whole the whole reason i brought that up is because they're talking about how like your mental circuitry that attaches you to a partner is the same circuitry that attaches to your primary caregiver when you're a baby your brain repurposes that and so i had a uh, crazy childhood and so it just gets like repurposed okay so well, okay why do you think guys are so drawn for whatever reason as much as guys are always like 
I don't want drama. I don't want this. I have noticed guys always come back to girls that are a little, not, I wouldn't say unstable, but like in their own way. I'm not saying full on crazy, but it right. does feel like sometimes like the nice girls get kind of forgotten yes, and guys um, dump the nice girls so, so much easier. And then the girls who have like all the emotions and they make you feel, I don't, and I was trying to do research about it. I was trying to understand. So the, what is the, that? I literally read this. I'm like, uh, I'm one of these people that will read the beginning of a book and then talk about it with everybody because I'm trying to like yeah. process it. Anxious people and avoidant people often date each other, right? And then there's secure people and secure people are fine. And sometimes uh, if you're anxious or avoidant and you meet a secure person, like a nice girl or something like that, and you're like, this person's hot into me, check like every box. And I'm just like, I'm just like not into them for some reason, right? Right? It's because they're not activating like your attachment style. Like they're not activating all the bad shit. You know what I mean? So your brain c confuses your the anxiousness or the avoidanceness for love. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. Or usually when someone leaves me is when I suddenly am like, what if I did love them? Right. Like while we're dating, I just love the attention right. and I always like them a little less. And the minute right. they leave, I'm like, if somebody makes you what feel what if it really, was the one? Right. If I'm somebody just, makes you feel really calm all the time, very often you're like, yeah, wow, well, I'm just not really. But then into he, this people person. should work on that because I was actually no, that no, that's me what off, I'm working then on too. I don't want to go backwards just because of some idiot that because I because the last person I dated I was very secure in, in the yeah, dating. Yeah. I was just like continuously just stayed really calm. And then I think towards the end, like when we parted ways, I just finally snapped. And I think my real side started to come out. And this guy was like, where is this coming from? Like, the way you're handling it is so blah, blah. And I'm thinking, like, who, like, I'm sorry, who wrote the fucking book and how I'm supposed to handle something? Right. Like, I helped your emotions feel safe. You had a safe space. Like, guess what? I have a lot of emotions <laughs> that I hold in. Yeah. Because people just always expect me to just always do the right thing because of what I do for a living. And I'm very calm yeah. through a lot. But, like, for me, it's because every day I take on everyone else's emotions. So I almost don't have the space and the time to allow myself, which I've been trying to work through, how to allow myself to experience my emotions. And even when I was dating this person, it was like... I can't I can't help it but be like a caregiver in a way right it's like me helping this person through their emotions mm. so then suddenly when we part ways, all my shit's not like to come out and I don't know why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing and I just I'm going with it and it's like where is this coming from well bitch it's been there some women are like not into guys unless they like cheat on them or something uh no I well it's I, I get <laughs> what you're saying because like the last guy I definitely I felt overly safe and I was a little bored. Interesting. But I'm learning that that is what I need. Like it's kind of actually nice sometimes to not constantly live in anxiety every day. Because <laughs> you're like, is this person gonna cheat on me? Like right. my ex-boyfriend, like all the time. Well, actually I was pretty, he was cheating on me all the time. And really? I actually didn't know. Wow. I, just, I, th I think I knew. Right. But I just didn't want to know. Like he used to prank me that he was cheating on me with the girls he was cheating on me with. I think I think women don't want a guy to cheat. They want to know he can, though, for sure. Uh, they want to know uh, he can whenever he wants. I think the women you're dating. I don't. No, no, no. I think that's just women in general. Women are uh, I hypergamous. Guess, well, I think some. Women, I've been watching I, a lot of uh, sexist uh, podcasts on no, YouTube. No, I think okay. Well, so just like okay, when I give dating advice for yeah. women about men. I don't you see, I never listen to women's dating advice. No, women don't know. No, how to so let me give tell you. Advice. I read books written by man, men. Okay. That's why I give good dating advice to women. Oh, Because the books are written by men. Yeah. So now, if I'm it's telling like, you how women are, it's coming from a woman's perspective. Yeah, so like, you should probably listen. Okay, don't listen, listen for a guy's perspective. What the fuck do they know? We lie half the time. We don't mean half the shit we say. Interesting. But <laughs> and you don't even realize it. You just say it. Yeah. I say shit all the time, and then, like well, the people I date take it so seriously, and I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" When I say that, yeah, yeah no, I. <laughs> the thing is, I think uh, if you're like in touch with your feminine, you'll just kind of. I'm not saying this as like women are liars. I'm saying like if you're like a very feminine person, you're fully in the moment, right? And so you'll just say stuff that's in the moment, but it's not like like that could change the next day. I don't think it has to do with feminine so and masculine. Like masculine. I think some people just I I do. For the longest time, I feel like I always feel bad about that, too, because when I'm really excited about someone, yeah, especially now because I'm more open with my feelings or touch, yeah, it was like a struggle. Like I always wanted to like hug my partner or whatever, and I just didn't know how to do that because I didn't grow up with 
hugs or anything or mm. saying I love you until I was older when I decided to start in my family. But now it's like so nice to be able to act on my instincts. So it is hard when I like someone in that moment, I can be like, oh my God, I like you so much. Like you have such pretty eyes. Oh my God, you're so cute. You're so pretty. But then like, and then I freak out because then the next day I'm like, fuck, but like, what if tomorrow I don't feel, I don't think like that anymore. Right. And then I get scared that I'm going to hurt the person. Because I meant it in that moment, and now people call it like love bombing and that's things why you like need that. That's why you just tell you what you want. What I you, think I have very just... masculine energies. So that's also a problem. I feel like I probably attract like more feminine men, which I like. Interesting. You you, you think you have more masculine energy? Yeah. Well, I guess you're kind of like a boss chick. You're like successful. You own yeah, a house. You like, all that only stuff. Only guys are friends. So that's probably got to be a struggle for you then. Being... <laughs> well, my friends are not. I'm like not like other girls. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have both. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, you like all the, you're the sports chick, right? No, I do not give a shit about sports. No. But it's yeah, like, yeah, always, I play video games. You're, you're always posting about how you like, sarcastic how you love sports. Yeah, yeah and I said I don't. like, women who like pretend to like sports are like male feminists. It's like the same thing. Right, when a guy's like, no, I'm a feminist, and they wear the shirt, like women first, like fuck off. Yeah, when I show me a male oh, feminist. When a guy's like, I'm a nice guy. That's how you know the guy is like a rapist. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. I'm not like other guys. I'm a nice guy. And then you reject them, and you're like, why are you rejecting me, you fucking bitch? Right. I'm a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, okay. oh, okay. <laughs> cool. When I, when I first started dating my ex, I was like, the very first date, I was like, I'm sexist. I was like, I'm just a very sexist oh, guy. <laughs> and then And then it slowly got revealed that I wasn't. So it was like oh. a nice surprise. You know what I mean? Like, I started <laughs> yeah. the bar really low. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to tell guys my hobbies because a lot of times we have similar hobbies. So I actually prefer not to. What are your hobbies? Like a lot of times the you guys that work. I date. You don't have hobbies. I do. No, you don't. Well, I like doing puzzles. I like escape rooms. I like magic. Oh, okay. I can play video games because I grew up playing it with my dad because yeah. he always wanted a son. And then uh, <laughs> he was like so disappointed. That's like such I... a Russian thing to tell their daughter that they just wanted a son. Well, he wasn't even there when my mom gave birth because it was a daughter and he was like, what's the point? I'm not even kidding. He wasn't work. And uh, yeah, he was so disappointed. So after me, he was like, I'm done with kids. And it's like, who are you really going to blame? It's your That's sperm. That's so fucking funny. If, if men have uh, women, girls, as kids, like, that's your sperm. You're, it's right. your fault. Yeah. It's, so you have you a weak... chick sperm. You have a weak sperm. But my dad raised my sister and I to be pretty tough. And, uh, yeah, so my dad always wanted a son, so I kind of grew up playing video games. That's the only way, only time we would talk. My dad would be in town. Yeah. play video games. So I grew up playing them, but... And, like... My dad likes puzzles. Guess who started doing puzzles without realizing just desperate for her dad's love? Me. Oh. I do puzzles. I love math. My dad, my dad used to Instagram win. have an Instagram account called Daddy Issues. Math competitions in Russia. So, of course, I'm like, I used to, I tutored math for 10 years yeah. before I became an accountant. I love escape rooms. Well, like, I love magic and things like that. My dad doesn't care for it. But, like, one time I thought my dad would be really into, I forgot the name of this author. I just assumed. Maybe Stephen King or something. I bought every book by Stephen King, and I started reading, and I was just like, my dad's going to think it's so cool. My dad was like, oh, I, hate, I don't care for that guy. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> you're like, I don't even like him either. Fuck. Like, no, but Stephen King's books are like this thick. I know. And you're like, I was like, <laughs> So, but, you know, I've worked through that, you know, needing that validation for men. There you go. But do you believe that some people have different type of... um like energy oh yeah like some men have more feminine energy yep. some women have more masculine or feminine energy yeah on a uh, feminine masculine scale scale where do you put me i'm like probably the most masculine right well because i feel like you want to prove it so much it's probably like the opposite <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i actually love guys who are in their feminine energy like this one guy that i dated he was so fucking hot and he had the biggest dick Fuck, I miss that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, like, I cropped. I had a daddy issues sweatshirt, and it was cropped with pink thing. And he was just like, because he knows he's just walking around with, like, forking nine inch between his legs, girth, gray, anyway, also beautiful. <laughs> he was just like, oh, I love that sweatshirt. I was like, let me give you a regular sweatshirt. He goes, no, no I want one like yours. And he, like, wanted me to crop one so you can put on. And, like... A guy confident like that, he was the type of guy that I'm sure I can paint his nails just for fun and he would right. let me. Like guys like that, I'm like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with you. I dumped him and then a few days later, he like never responded, said nothing. 
And I kept thinking about it, and then I realized I made a mistake. That's why, and I literally in my episode, Four Ways to Self-Love, I say, if someone doesn't know what they want, leave. So it's always not fun when your advice works against you. Right. <laughs> so then I was just like, I think he really won this game. Then I was just like, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean what I said. I think I'm just so confused. I think you're amazing. I think you're this. And then it was like a voice note telling him how great he is. And then he's like, okay, I appreciate you saying all that. It's fine. I Thank you for the apology. And I was like, well, and I said, can we start over as friends? Maybe I shouldn't have said that. And he's like, of course, fresh start. And I was like, amazing. He ghosted me. And honestly, brilliant. Badass. Badass. Brilliant. Because, A, it took me like a week or two to realize I was being ghosted because I'm so... Right in my own space that I didn't realize. I was like texting him, sitting and thinking how cute and great we are until we hang out. I was like, oh, when I have free time, like I can't wait to see you. And then I was like, oh shit. And I remember texting him, I was like, where are you ghosting me? And he didn't respond. But it's like, I ran into him like, I manifested that I was gonna run into him on New Year's and then I did. Oh yeah. And uh, I saw him and I thought it was gonna be like, you know, now we haven't seen each other for a month or two. And I was like longing for him after he goes to me. I was just like, he's the one. <laughs> and then, you know, like I, I missed out on the best guy. And then I see him and we're hanging out that night and I'm drunk and I look at him and I was like, you know what? I fucking hate you. <laughs> I can't stand you. And he's like, wow, you're handling everything so well. <laughs> he's so funny. And I was like, I should work on myself. I was like, I need to work on myself. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. But, but that's also, so, you know, don't take back people and take you for granted. Because yeah. then they long for you, and then look what I did. Obviously, he wasn't my Yeah, person. but you said I hate you because you wanted him, though, right? I think I was, like, hurt that he goes to me, but I deserved it. Right. I thought it was, like, a really, that was a pretty cool move. I don't know. I don't understand dating anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of over it right now. Here's the problem with dating is because the whole dating thing is like just is make-believe nonsense traditional values are where it's at that's what i think i'm gonna kill myself with this fly can we go inside yeah yes yeah. Oh, yeah, so I, I think this dating thing is just like make-believe i think it's just it's all nonsense this whole sex in the city friends seinfeld i think it's like bad for society and bad for people and I think... Uh, I think everyone has different standards and you should just do what works for you. Like for me, I'm really into chivalry. Yeah. And as much as people say chivalry's dead, like it's fine, you don't have to date everyone. Like, I'm chivalrous. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I uh, open the door, pick up, make the plans, do yeah, everything. Yeah, I like all like that. I so you're talking to a guy? So I was talking to some guy and he... Was uh, He lived like in Venice, yep. really far away from me, whatever. I go, yeah, for me, I like him when a guy picks me up, plans a date, blah, blah. And he goes, really? Like, we can't meet halfway for a first date or I can't, like, you can't just come to Venice because there's so, and I was just like, look, there are so many other people in this world Sounds like that a you guy can that date. wants to get pegged. Well, I'm like, there's so many other people you can date. Yeah. It's totally fine. I'm telling you my standards. Like, I'm telling you from the beginning what yeah. I'm into. Yeah. That's what I'm into, and I believe that's how I want to get taken care of. Obviously, if it's not for you, that's fine. Never took me out, so obviously it wasn't for him, but I didn't get offended. I was like, good. Like, the trash took itself out. Yeah. It does not bother me. It, it didn't make me feel like, oh, wow, I'm not even worth a day. I'm just like, oh, thank God. I didn't, I didn't even care to go out with this guy. A few months later, he, like, hit me up, and he was just like, hey, I just got out of something, so do you want to try this again? Like, I never responded. Because he already, he told me exactly who he was the first time. Yeah. But like he can't even make the effort to drive to pick me up. Like, okay. I'm like more, almost more chivalrous for me. It's like a, it's like a, it just makes me feel good to be just like the man, show up and do all that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm not even. Some women mistake it for like, oh, this guy's like a little too desperate. I'm like, no, no, no I'm desperate? doing this for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, like, like a low quality woman would would. Uh, quality women, you would, do you do listen to a lot of sexist podcasts to say that. Low, it's like that's literally when you make fun of bros who do podcasts. They talk, they start with, well, low quality women, they. <laughs> so that's what you just yeah, I've did. Been, I've been listening to so much of that shit lately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sexist now. Is that cool? I don't care. Live <laughs> your life. I don't care. Um, no, no, no. But I'm, I'm chivalrous. But I think the next relationship I have, I think the next relationship I have is just, I'm just going to, will be like a very traditional one. I'll be like, hey, you want to move in? I'll pay your bills. Like, cook for me clean, support me, cheer me on, all this stuff. And I'm like, 
a-okay. I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, but I read this like nonsense article about from some like feminist lady mm -hmm. and she was like, it's not the woman's job to like emotionally nurture the man or something. I'm like, that's literally your role. I think it depends. I think the reason she's coming from that part is because nowadays women also work a lot of a lot of relationships both partners work so See, back, my next girlfriend isn't gonna have a no, job no that's fine so that's a different role but back then women w stayed at home so their job literally they couldn't even vote so yeah. their job literally was to clean the house to do all that <sighs> nowadays days. women also work so then to still expect the same treatment where the woman also comes home from work. She's super tired. She Hold on. She has to take care of the kids. Then she has to clean and cook for you yeah. and suck your dick. Like that's a little like there's two incomes in this household. Yeah. But one thing I think people are weird about is that they get upset on either opinion. Everyone has the relationship that works for them. Like I, we shouldn't put anyone down. Like my dad is the kind of that's the type of relationship he has where my mother is a housewife. And she takes care of him and that works for them. Right. Even though she has a degree and all that. Like that's how their marriage works. That's, that's fine. Dope. Like I also believe and I've learned that now is that you can't be everything for just you. No one can be everything for you. So to expect even your partner to be everything for you, it's impossible. No, just half. Just half. Yeah. But even emotional support, if your partner didn't go through the same specific trauma that you went through, there may be an area where you're going to be like, why do you not get me when I'm triggered by this? And, you, and she's like, well, no, I didn't experience this. No, there's just like, I just think if you're like a very feminine woman, just your, your just general presence and everything supposed should be like a very like nurturing, healing, soothing thing to be around, you know? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm that feminine and that's pretty much how I am. I think you're feminine. Really? Yeah. I think you have like a, you, you put up a front. What? But I think you're secretly like a super feminine, soft. Sweet I wouldn't person. say secretly. Like I think that is part of me as well. Right. But I'm very the type of person that like uplifts my partner and yeah. I take on their issues and I yeah. want to fix everything. That's. But I'm That's also. Good quality. Yeah, but also, like I kind of would expect that from my partners as well. I don't think I usually sometimes get that. Right. <laughs> That's a problem. Okay, now, but the men have a role too, though, as a as like as like a masculine as man. As a provider. Like there's a there's a there's they have to provide. They have to be like the emotional like rock too. Like men have to be like the stable support, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like like a man's job is to be like calm and stable when in when times are bad, right? And then a woman's job is to be like healing. You see, these are all these these new ideas. Yeah, so I'm working it's fine. On I'm not gonna go against your what. I think it's weird when people get upset and they start to yell at each other because they don't agree. Like, that's what works for you in your relationship. So you're going to find that right partner for you. We weren't on the brink of yelling No, I at know. Each other. But as a woman, I know a lot of women that would get upset about what you're saying. Really? But yeah. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not everyone wants the type of relationship you're looking for. Right. That's fine. Right. I'm more just, uh, I'm more, uh, art articulating this idea. I'm workshopping this idea with you together. Yeah. I mean, we definitely want different things in yeah, partnership. Yeah, yeah. I look for like my equal. Yeah, yeah. Like that's important for me. So if I'm looking for someone who's beneath below you. beneath me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I think I think men and women have worked it side by side together forever. No, no, it's different. When I say I'm looking for my equal, it means that like I don't want to quit my job. Like I want, I want, of I'm course. looking for, like, I want a power even, couple. Right. Like, that's what I look for. So sometimes if I, if I, if I, I can't date a guy that's not, doesn't have goals or is not motivated. Yeah. Cause I need someone, I'm like, I don't mind sharing the stage and I also don't mind to not be in the spotlight. Like I actually, I love it to sometimes not be in the spotlight and I'll support my partner immensely cause I want them to be the best. One time I couldn't date a guy because I was talking to his friends. We were all hanging out. And the friends started talking shit about the guy. Because it was, like, rude. She was just mm -hmm. making jokes that he's, like, gay and whatever else. Yeah. It's like, we get it. He probably doesn't like you the way you liked him. I don't give a shit. Not my issue. Right. I also don't care if my partner has female friends. Don't care. Right. But, like, it was such a turnoff for me to see his best friends make fun of him to a potential partner. Because I was like, do you 
not hold yourself to high regard. And then when I told him, he like laughed it off, and I was kind of like, Yeah, I think that would actually be super. It was a big turn off for well, me. Like I would never, if I had a date, and if I had like, if I if I brought my girl, a new girl, around my friends, and my friends were like talking shit to me, I would fucking About smack you. them. I'd be like, Bro. You don't. Yeah, fucking, it's like you your friends don't respect do you. That. How can I date like you? If I, like if you don't I respect have, yourself. Oh, absolutely. If I have a friend and he brings his new girl around, I'm gassing my friend up. Right. I'm only like being like, oh yeah, this guy's the fucking man. Like only like good shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That so was, that means that guy probably doesn't really command any respect at all. Yeah, but like for other people, that's okay. They may like that because yeah. he had some feminine quote unquote energy, which I like. Mm -hmm. But. You can be in your feminine energy and still have friends that respect you. So that, for me, that was kind of like, I'm not gonna, I can't walk around yeah. forcing everyone to respect my partner. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I think people sometimes think because my personality is so, can come off aggressive. Oh, that I means see right through it. I'm like that with my partner, but I'm actually very, like more like, like I like to gas my partner up and I like to be more feminine with my partner and yeah. like let my partner take control because at work, yeah. I always say control, but with a partner, I'm kind of like, whatever you want, like, I don't care. Yeah. That's more my thing. Violet, thanks, yeah. for, thanks for being on my podcast. Thank you yeah. so much for having me on. Listen yeah. to my podcast, yeah. Almost Adulting, on every Tuesday and Thursday. And follow Daddy Issues and Daddy Almost Adulting. Issues and Violet Benson's yeah. personal account, too. Thanks. Ciao. Fuck yeah. All right. That was great. That was really good.